0: Well I uh enlisted the help of my favorite toy for youth group. Every now and then pastor likes to get the smoke machine out. It's kind of fun to uh practice this when no one's around. And now those of you who are wearing masks are especially happy that you did. What I'm aiming for here is just not to fill the room, but I'm going for something here. And here's the problem. I ordered this light on Amazon, and it's just really weak. So indulge me. Hey, look. Do you see it? It worked. Oh, man. One time I went to Uganda, and I was trying to give a lesson about how this light could show up and all of this. And I brought a laser and some flour but it was the middle of the day and I had this guy throw the flower and I shot the laser and nothing happened. <laughs> so I, I feel like now we're, we're back on track. Okay. My little Amazon light works. Okay. So here's what I'd like to do tonight. I want to consider this, this star of Bethlehem that we've been hearing so much about and seeing up in the sky. Well, not us as much because of the rain, but, but what was that all about? And uh, let's, let's dig in a little here tonight. I want to put together Matthew chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 5 and see how they meet in Jesus. Uh, so just a few thoughts about this, this wise men account, these, the, the story that we read in Matthew 2. Um, you won't be able to see anything, but you should be able to follow along on the screen. So let me read this to you. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, In the days of Herod the king, this is Herod the great, the builder, the the, the magnificent Herod, but really the evil Herod, a a very messed up guy. Killed his wife, number of sons, and other family members to consolidate power and keep his throne. He's a murderer um, and an excellent builder at the same time. He is in power. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born? King of the Jews, for we saw his his star. We saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. Interesting, how this unfolds. The big question is, what was the nature of this star? These wise men from the east uh, were actually well established in history, going all the way back to the times of Daniel. They would have known the uh, the Old Testament scriptures, and uh, the prophecies about the Messiah. And so they were watching the stars, and they were studying. They were renowned. They were well-known for their, their wisdom in and, and various ways and, uh, and things. And, and all of a the sudden, they are privy to a light in the, the western sky. And what was that? Was it a comet? Was it the death of a star? Supernova, just a huge display of, of power and glory. Or was it as many have been saying, uh, the coming together of these two planets? What is it, uh, Venus and Saturn, or Jupiter and Saturn? I knew I would forget. Jupiter and Saturn, and now that's pretty cool um, to be able to see the pictures. And some of you maybe have seen that. Was it the conjunction of planets? I would like to suggest, no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It couldn't have been. Not because this light was supernatural. And here's the thing. There are a lot of people who work really hard to try to make uh, a category in naturally occurring events out of things that God does supernaturally. Man, this is... Phew. I'm not used to this. I feel like I'm in a concert or something. Forgive me. You can still see it a little bit. It was a supernatural light it was something that God caused um, unique to come up in their eyesight it was supernatural and it was specific to these wise men right it was it was a light that was given to them much like the shepherds were invited by the angels right and they beheld the glory of God and the and the singing of the of the angels these wise men were invited how many of them were there we don't know there were three gifts but there may have been many more certainly attendants to go with them a large entourage most likely would have traveled together to jerusalem the other thing that's interesting to note as you read and you look at these verses is the light came up and that was their cue to go but they didn't follow it to jerusalem they saw the star in the western sky and they went to jerusalem To figure out where to go that's why they're there asking Herod where is this king this king of the Jews now let's talk about Herod a little bit darkness and dishonesty when Herod the king the king quote-unquote king heard this he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Well, he didn't know, right? Because he was a, a poser king. He was installed by the Romans. He was an Endumean, not even truly a Jew to rule over them. And he gathers them up and they're like, well, sorry, king, you should know this, but it's, it's like Micah said, right? In Bethlehem of Judea, for it's written by the prophet, you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler Who will shepherd my people Israel? What's interesting is how Herod responds to this. You would think that he would be delighted by this news, right? A prophesied king of Israel. Well, what does he see this as? Obviously, this is a threat. He kills people all the time to keep his power. And so he is greatly disturbed and troubled. And uh, he wants to know himself where this king of the Jews has been born. So he summoned the wise men secretly. You see this? He's plotting. And he ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And, and then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found them, uh, him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. And what the text can't do is the evil laugh after that. <laughs> you know that we know how it goes okay when did the star appear there's a lot of question about that too were the wise men at the nativity i don't believe so i don't think they were i think they came uh certainly at least 40 days later they must have come after mary's finishing of her purification the presentation at the temple and then for some reason there was a return to Bethlehem by Mary and Joseph and Jesus. They went back to Bethlehem for a time. They were now in a house. Um, and so trying to discern when that star rose and about how long did it take? Well, it's about 800 miles travel, 20 miles a day. You're looking at a 40-day travel just to get to Jerusalem. Okay? It's only two hours from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. So not long to go the last stage of the journey But a fair amount of time so you're looking at least 40 days if not more likely six months to even a year or a year and a half later after the birth of of christ so your nativity is probably wrong but it's okay it's okay to have the wise men there because they're part of the story too so now spotlight on the christ this is an amazing thing that takes place after listening to the king they went on their way okay so they're leaving jerusalem and behold, don't miss that. This is shocking. This is a, an attention word. Behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly with great joy. So they hadn't followed the star to Jerusalem. They saw it rise went to Jerusalem, and all of a sudden, the Lord gives this supernatural light again, like a spotlight in the sky, but it moves to guide their path south from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. How many stars have you seen do that? Right? Our stars traverse the sky from east to west. That's the way they flow. They pivot on the north, right? They they don't go like this from north to south. This is not a naturally occurring star. This is a supernatural light. Many believe that, in fact, this was either an angel, uh, an angel that was lighting the way in a special power, uh, in a a light that was was beamed down, or that it was the, the glory of God, the Shekinah glory of God. And what's interesting is we move through the book of Leviticus. We're in the camp, right? What is hovering over the tent where the presence of God is? the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, the great light by night. It's very possible that this was in fact what led these wise men the, the two hours south to Bethlehem to the exact house where Jesus was. They knew Bethlehem, but they, they went to the, to the house. What an amazing thing. They rejoiced six miles, guided to the house where he was, now bowing before the sun, bowing before the sun. Going into the house, they saw the child uh, with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And then being warned in a dream. This is cool. Probably the same angel, right? Gabriel, who, who appeared in a dream to Joseph and to Mary, The same angel most likely then warned these wise men and their entourage, don't go back to Herod. Go back another way. And so they departed and went another way. How strange would it have been to be Joseph and Mary? It's a normal day. You've got Jesus here. You're watching God run around and play maybe. I don't know. Maybe not yet. Crawl. Maybe roll over. And then these guys show up and knock on the door, and they come and they start worshiping your baby. And they bring you these precious gifts. Remember, when Mary and Joseph offered the sacrifice for purification, what did they give? Two turtle doves, two pigeons, right? They were poor, which is another reason why they weren't at the nativity. The wise men wouldn't have been there because if they had the gifts from the wise men, they would have had plenty of money to buy a lamb for the sacrifice. Now they have amazing resources that God has given them and it's providentially timed because they need to escape now down to Egypt to escape from the most powerful man in the known world here who has decided to kill their child. Herod the Great is hunting Jesus. And so they make their escape and able to survive on the the resources that God has provided. That's just a tiny little part of the story. Of Christmas but what an amazing thing if that's if that's all we had that's that's pretty significant but we have so much more and it all comes together to say this child is no ordinary child this child is in fact the son of God the Messiah the promised one of old Hmm. the light of the world listen to how the New Testament brings these things together In the beginning, John starts his gospel. In the beginning was the Word, that is, the Son. The Son. And the Word, the Son, was with God. He was with God. That's interesting. That's the Father and the Spirit, right? With God. And the Word was God. There we have a Trinitarian reference. We're we're not even just a few words into the gospel of John. We already see the Trinity. Coming into view. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Who? The Word. The Son. The the one who laid in the manger is the creator of creation. He is the one through whom the Father created all that is. It's amazing. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And then in verse 14, the word, the Son, became flesh or incarnate. He, He took upon himself humanity. He added humanity to his deity. He became a man, was born of a virgin, And John says this, he dwelt among us and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. What's interesting about the wise man's experience is it was a precursor to the gospel experience, isn't it? What John experienced was the fullness of the son, not just to worship a baby as a king and and bring gifts to him, but literally the king of all kings, to know him as Savior and Lord and sovereign. Hmm. Jesus spoke in his own words, and he said this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. See, light's a big thing in the Bible, isn't it? Jesus said, I am the light. It's me. If you want light in this dark world, come to me. Come to me. Embrace me as your king. Embrace me. Bow to me. Worship me. And you will find the light of life. And you will no longer walk in darkness. Hmm. It's interesting how light does things for us darkness is scary it's 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 just disturbing it's you stumble all over the place you don't know what you're tripping on all of a sudden the light's on and you know where to step it's like that in life with jesus he opens our eyes to see what is truly life-giving what is truly hazardous and and horrific and evil what is wonderful and blessed and then paul wonderfully weaves this together this is one of my favorite passages in all of the bible the god of this world that's satan he has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing from seeing what seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of christ do you see how it's woven together when you are unsaved you are literally blinded by Satan. So you can, you can look at the cross and you see nothing. Foolishness. That is the captivity of depravity. It's a blindness, an enslavement. Hmm. He is the image of God. Now listen to this. This is how you were saved. This is what happened. The moment you were saved, it was like this. Paul writes, for God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, or in our understanding of Genesis, let there be light. And there was light, right? The same one who said that, who said that? The sun. The sun said that. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge, of the glory of God. How? In the face of Jesus Christ. To show us His face. To see a Savior. Friend, did you come tonight with that light? Do you know that light? Do you have that light? Are you walking in that light? The light of the greatest treasure you could ever find the light of Jesus Christ. Hmm. He is the light of our salvation. He is the only hope for sinners like you and me. He is the only hope. And so I pray if, if, if you have never heard of this before at all, I just pray that tonight you would embrace this as more than just a story in your Bible, but you would embrace this as the hope of your entire life. That this baby was born with a mission The mission was the cross, to die and pay for sins because if he doesn't pay for your sins, you pay for your sins in the fires of hell forever. We have a just and righteous and holy God. He cannot endure our sin. He is just and righteous and he will punish our sin forever in the fires of eternal hell. Or he will punish our sins forever. On the shoulders of his son, Jesus Christ. So that we could be forgiven. What an amazing gospel that is. The light shines in the darkness. Now, believers, you've been made to shine. It's interesting, I I caught this. Jesus said this, while I am still in the world, I am the light of the world. I just was struck by that. He knew that he was going to be leaving. And when he did, there was a mission for us to play, a role for us to play with this light. Listen to how this goes. Paul said this, we just studied it. At one time, Christian, you were darkness. You were, you were of the darkness. But now you are light in the Lord all through Jesus Christ. You have the light of life. So walk as children of light. Be like that light up there. I should do the fog again, but no, I don't want to. That light that guided those wise men, that's you now. That's your purpose. That's your role in this world, Christian. Jesus said this in Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. You, believers, you're the light of the world, church. Church. You're a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. People don't light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it up on a stand to give light to all the house. In the same way, Christian, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Hmm. We shine, friends, when we stand out from the world, when we respond differently than The world would expect us to respond when in adversity we find joy right count it all joy my brothers when you face trials of many kinds we we shine when we respond differently with the fruit of the spirit rather than the deeds and the works of the flesh we respond differently when we offer to a world a hope that is sure and certain We respond differently when we offer a hope that is exclusive in Jesus Christ. I was listening to the radio today and this guy was sharing the Christmas story and he kept talking about it as our faith and tradition. And he kept having to pause and say, but listen, total props and respect to all the other faiths and traditions. There's no light there. Just cover that light up, buddy. Don't want to offend anybody. Right? I don't want to say that you know, this is the only way, the only truth, or the only life like Jesus did. Someone might be offended. Friends, that's hiding it. Hold the light up. It's not love to hide the light. Hold the light up and say, turn to Jesus. He is your only hope. No one else can save. There is no other Savior. Mm -hmm. Let your light shine. Christian, shine. We are the star. Us. That's what Jesus said. So when you think star of Bethlehem, think you. that's, That's our role. We are the star now. But we're not the star in the sense that it's all about us. No, don't get me wrong. We are the star that's supposed to point to the one who is to get all the glory and worship, right? We are to lead people to bow before the king and honor him. Jesus is the Savior. He's still the Savior, and he'll be Savior in 2021. So, friends, we've got work to do. Time to light up the night. It's time to light up the night. We're going to do that in this room. It's kind of Kind of cool. We're going to illustrate that. You're going to hold a candle in a dark room. And all of us together like a city on a hill. We're going to stand out. That is our mission for 2021. That is what we celebrate. Point people to Jesus. Let me pray. Oh God, we give praise and thanks to you for being the author of our salvation. Thank you that you chose to show you that 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 starlight, that supernatural light to those wise men in the east, those Gentiles. Lord, they didn't deserve that gift, but you chose to lavish that love upon them and give them an invitation to worship the king. And truly, here we are in the exact same position. We don't deserve this light, and yet you have seen fit to open our eyes and cause us to live, to see the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We give praise and thanks to you for your sovereign salvation in Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for the work that you've called us to do to shine bright in the dark. Lord, this world needs hope. It needs a Savior. We pray that you would use us this week. Lord, use us tomorrow as we celebrate with our families. Help us to shine. Like these candles shine in the dark, light up our faces with the love of Jesus Christ. Help us to stand out, Lord, and and to be bold in love, to speak of salvation and the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Not just a story, not just a faith or a religion, but the only hope there is for sinners all around the world. Lord, use us to light the dark, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.